listening to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Way to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Do you have any thunder sound effects, Ben? I don't think we need any, actually. Ew, Just my baby. take a minute because it's outside at the moment right now. I Do know. you feel that? Like two seconds I, ago totally. before we came on but the But you know what? I grew up in it. I grew up in thunder and lightning, so I love it. I thought you were looking at my biceps. You want to be thunder and Ooh. lightning? Oh, Ooh, honey, wait a minute. Yeah. Let me see those. They weren't there a month ago. <laughs> Tom liked that one. I know. Well, I'm liking that one. Got we're your tickets to the that. gun show. Okay. Very, very nice. Uh, my bad. Yep, my bad. <laughs> Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thriving is what we're all about. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. I do have thunder and lightning and rain. Yeah. Give it a second. Oh. I'm scared, Pat. Hold me. Okay, honey, I will. <laughs> mm. Definitely will do that. Yeah. Okay, sorry to interrupt you. Sometimes you need the thunder and lightning to shake your life up. You really do. Talked about it this morning on Voice America for an hour with uh, an amazing individual that knows all about hitting rock bottom. And rock bottom is something that we hear a lot about that story. Today, for the next couple of hours, here's what you're going to be. You're gonna, this, this is what I love. I love what we're talking about today. We're talking about dogs, money, and angels all on the same show. Where else could you go on the planet? and get to have that diversity. But you know what the common theme and thread is in all of that? It's all about empowerment. It's all about transformation. It's all about living life full out. It's all about taking a bad situation and making it better. And I want to tell you that my first guest today is uh, Martina McClay. Then Tom Leota, we're just going to, we are just the whole uh, thing we're doing on mortgage accounts is just absolutely Absolutely, the buzz, and then Sue Storm, the angel lady. But we're starting out with a story that I'm very, very touched by. And when Michael Vick, when the whole Michael Vick thing came up, Benny and I talked about it on air. And we talked about the situation. Why does an individual like a Michael Vick, who basically had everything going for him, why is it that he got involved? And more importantly, you know, what was he thinking? And this morning I interviewed uh, a, a just a great best-selling, international best-selling author, Kirk Ashley. His book is called How Would Love Respond? The book is called How Would Love Respond? And when I thought about the conversation with him, I thought about my guest, you know, a woman that has dedicated her life to answering the question, how would love respond? Martina McClay joining us here today, the founder and president of Our Pack. How better to reverse the negative stigma associated with fighting dogs than to take former fighters and redirect their desire to please people towards tasks that benefit others. Not only is that a mouthful, but every one of my guests today, Martina 
Tom and Sue Storm, that is what their lives are all about. And so we are going to hear not only a transformational story of this amazing, really cool dog. And if you go to my website, the drpatshow.com, there's a video of Leo on the website. But if you look at the picture on the profile page from Athena, you're looking at a dog that if you would have looked at this dog a couple of months ago, well, five weeks ago, basically, you would not see the smiling face dog. Martina, welcome and thank you for joining us here today. Hi, thanks for having me. I I am so blown away. I, I got, we received an email. I received an email earlier this week and that said, no way. No <laughs> way. No way. Is that the dog or one of the dogs that we saw in the video clips in the whole Michael Vick thing? And I said, what do you mean? Of course it is. And they said, well, you, you know, you have the video and, you know, you're talking about the fact that this woman, which is you, Ms. McClay, uh, works with these fabulous, fabulous dogs. And in five weeks, this dog is not the same dog. So let's talk about before we talk about Leo, let's talk about you. I mean, how is it? that among the many things that you could do, this is something that you not only are passionate about, but you are an expert in. What is the background behind this? This is a pit bull. Yes. Um, well, and I, and I think that's really um, how I'd want to start out with that, is that, yes, he is a pit bull, and um, it is common in pit bulls. Uh, many pit bulls could actually do uh, what Leo does. Um, we do have other fight bus dogs. We have two fight bus dogs that we're working with right now that um, have just recently earned their certification mm. as therapy dogs and have already been working in a local rest home. And we're working on another fight bus dog um, from a recent fight bus uh, that will uh, come up soon with her therapy certification. So it's really not, um, it's something that the, the pit bull terrier is. It's actually who he is. It's in their temperament to be uh, loving and sweet and want to love people um, and, you know, be affectionate. They love being touched. And uh, they're very confident animals and very resilient. And I think that's what is what I like about them is um, I just feel like also as people, you know, he, you know, he not spending his whole life going, oh, my God, you know, I'm so abused and I can't do this because of, you know, what happened to me. And, you know, it's, it's just like he's got his clown collar on. He's got his vest. He goes to the cancer treatment facility. He sees his friends, his staff friends that he sees every week, and he visits the patients, and he's happy about it. And he's happy to just share, you know, touching and love and affection. Um, that's just who he is. And many, many pit bull terriers are this way this is really um the true temperament of um the pit bull terrier you know i i i want to make sure everyone goes to the website because you have to see this to believe it uh and and many of you have asked that we've sent the video clip in our newsletter uh we have it on our website we have the link to it uh, you know this is something that is so important because the alternative to this martina the alternative to this is you you know you put these dogs down yes this this is what's really awesome about this case is that it is a landmark uh, case. It's a groundbreaking case. Um, you know, they decided not to put them down and to, you know, uh, look at these dogs on their own merits. Um, you know, who they are 
as themselves, not like, well, you know, there's a bunch of pit bulls on a, you know, in a fighting ring, so they must be bad dogs. Let's just euthanize them. It's like, no, let's look at them individually. Um, what are their temperaments individually? What do they have to offer individually? And um, we see that they have to offer a lot. Um, I mean, in Leo's case, he's now serving the community and helping others and, you know, really does have something to offer. So when you look at something like breed-specific legislation, you know, you look at how, I mean, would we put Leo down simply because he's an American pit bull terrier? I mm. mean, I don't think so. <laughs> but that is the what video. the legislation wants to do, though. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. let's make sure our listeners may not know this. There, there are there are people, there are bills, there is legislation out there where that's what they want to do with with an entire breed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that in, uh, it? Doesn't make any sense to me. It's, right. it's profiling. It's breed profiling. It's it's really to me it sort of an inability to really appropriately evaluate data or to evaluate um, offered data or scientific data. It just isn't a scientific way uh, to go um, when, you know, evaluating individuals because it's just a generality. And it just doesn't make sense. It's sort of like saying, well, this person is a certain race, so we know he's going to do that. And we know that that gets us in trouble, and that's just not okay. It's just uh, it's just not the right way to go about things. And, you know, people or animals end up suffering um, from that type of thing. What do you think the whole Michael Vick thing has done for us? I mean, on the one hand, certainly has shined the light on something that happens more often than people even think. Yeah. I mean, and let's take a minute to talk about what dog fighting is. I mean, because I don't really think, you know, that we have a true sense of this. There, you, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I don't think we believe that here in this country this is the kind of thing we would do. Oh, I know. When you think of us as a civilized society, and then you look at the barbarism in, in uh, uh, dog fighting, I mean, basically, it's just animal, it's animal abuse. I mean, that's really what it is. And then what the real unfortunate, the real abuse uh, that comes out of, of these situations is that the dog gets blamed, which is just, and I think that's Michael, the, the Michael Vick case is sort of um, taking us out of that, yes. you know, blaming the dog. <clears throat> We're starting to see the dogs as, you know, they're the abused party. It's <laughs> not the other way around. Um, I don't know how you can blame a dog really for anything. Um, you know, he's, he's not a president or an executive. You know, he's a dog. And, um, you know, human beings are the ones that are in charge. They're the ones that are making decisions and running things. So um, to blame a dog for an activity like this is just it's ridiculous. Um, and th this case is, like I said earlier, is, is bringing us out of that, fortunately. Yeah. That's the one good thing that, that has come out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, one of the things I want to say, we, we're going to talk now when we come back from break. We're going to introduce you to the story of Leo. We're going to introduce you to a story that just is blowing me away. Not only is Leo hailed by visiting the many places he goes, the hospitals, the people that he, he comforts, but he is doing something with the youth that has blown me away. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show, and we'll be talking about Leo, transformational model of the year. We'll be right back.
secret that we want you to know. A secret so closely guarded that the medical community spends billions of dollars each year to make sure you don't know what it is. Here it is. Your health isn't determined by how many prescription drugs you take. It's determined by you. You already possess everything you need to be completely healthy. On Saturday, August 9th, there will be an experience that will put you in the driver's seat. A one-day training that will arm you with the power to be your best every day. Be Your Best is an intense, information-packed, fun-filled, one-day event focused on giving you the tools to dramatically improve your health and your life. Don't miss this amazing experience. $29 will get you in the door and the information you receive will get you the life you deserve. Call 800-443-BEST. That's 800-443-BEST to register for Be Your Best in Seattle on August 9th. Or visit bestlifetraining.com for more information. Visit the premier online store where science and spirit unite. Shop consciously, explore new ideas, and connect with your world at bleepstore.com. Find the latest in spiritual and documentary films, green living products, and online articles. Dr. Pat listeners receive 10% off with coupon code Dr. Pat. That's D-R-P-A-T at checkout. Go to the drpatshow.com and click on Bleep Store to start your experience. The drpatshow.com. Attention homeowners, if you just refinanced or bought your house, did you know you signed a piece of paper agreeing to pay your lender more money in interest than you borrowed? How would you like to cut that interest almost in half or two-thirds without refinancing or making extra payments? Plus have your house paid off in about 10 years, not 30. If this catches your attention, we can help. Find out how much interest you can save on your current mortgage today by visiting DebtFreeMCA.com or calling 888-252-3083. Your family will be glad you did. Would you like to receive a weekly email telling you about personal growth events and resources in the Puget Sound region? This service is now available compliments of New Spirit Journal, the locally owned and operated newspaper that brings you a wealth of inspirational information every month. Go to NewSpiritJournal.com and click on Earl. That's events and resource listings, but you can call it Earl. New Spirit Journal has been providing inspirational news and information for almost three years. Visit NewSpiritJournal.com. Are you starting a new business, signing a contract, or launching a new website or business product? Certified business and personal astrologer Madeline Gerwin uses good timing to give you the ideal time to start your new business venture. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com or call 877-524-8300. Attain higher business success and better return on resources with good timing. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com. More talk, less rock. Come on, that's a good thing. Alternative Talk, 11.50 a.m. everyone welcome back to the dr pat show talk radio to thrive by you know i i love having conversations like the ones that we're having today first of all i just want you to know that if you go to ourpack.org o-u-r-pack.org martina mcclay is there uh and you're going to take a peek at leo we're going to talk about leo right now you know because martin you know you you basically took two dogs from the very worst situations right you took them from the whole michael vick thing correct well, I have one dog from the Michael Vick 
case, mm-hmm. and then I have um, two dogs from an Arizona case, and then I have another dog from a Missouri case. Absolutely. So we have, um, four fight bus dogs at right. this moment. But, but let's talk about Leo. Because okay. first off, out of the gate, you know, the level of transformation that we see doesn't actually seem real for a lot of people. And, you know, we, we got took several emails that thought we made a mistake when we said five weeks. And they well, thought we should have said five months or five years or right. something. So I wanted you to talk about not only your work, but Leo personally. Okay. Um, well, first of all, yes, it was five weeks. We received Leo in December, uh, December 16th. And um, by the end of, I think it was January 22nd, Leo was actually certified as a therapy dog with Therapy Dogs Incorporated and um, had already been working in a local hospital and a rehab center. Um, and yes, it really was five weeks. The thing that Leo really needed the work, you know, needed to work on the most was just basic training um, because um, we're pretty sure he just lived on a chain most of his life. And he was already about two years old mm-hmm. when we got him. So um, living a life like that and then, you know, living in a, a shelter environment in the interim, and even though, you know, there's staff that care for the dogs and so forth, they're, they're pretty much living in kennels and they're not living in a home. So... You know, when Leo came to me, I mean, it was just like he was reliving his puppyhood again. You know, he's jumping and, you know, um, just kind of acting like, you know, uh, a toddler at a wedding or something. You know, he was just sort of running all over the place and jumping and just being kind of a crazy puppy. But um, what I really saw with him is he had a really confident and happy temperament. You know, the temperament is a little bit different than, you know, a training. So, in other words, you know, you can teach a dog to sit and to not jump and to be respectful of people and have respectful greetings and so forth. But the temperament is something that um, is, you know, just sort of inherent in the dog. And that's what I saw in Leo. And that's what Mm -hmm. I see in most pit bulls is that they have this resilient, confident, happy temperament. That is part of the history of the American Pit Bull Terrier is that breeding, that resilience, that ability to bounce back from tough situations that's really in these dogs. And this is what Leo had. So with the, you know, the training, we worked very hard on the training for five weeks. Um, and then I started taking him in hospitals. And, you know, we, you know, a fire alarm would go off. We'd go up and down fire stairs, up and down elevators. Um, he got tested with, you know people wearing different things, you know, walking with canes and mm-hmm. wheelchairs, and, um, and he did very well. And, of course, there is some acclimation that has to occur, um, you know, during this training period. But it, I don't feel that it's unusual for a pit bull to, to make that happen in five weeks. I don't even know that it's so much of a transformation as it is just bringing out who these dogs really are temperament-wise and then, of course, dressing them up with their training. And getting them, re- you know, their manners in really good shape. You know, we have classes that we offer every week that help uh, dogs, you know, to be, you know, have really good manners on their leashes around other dogs and around people and, um, you know, not to jump on people. We have canine good citizen classes that we do. And um, these dogs just really excel at this type of work. 
Well, one of the things that, you know, excites me about the work that you're doing is that I don't know if people know this, but pit bulls, I believe, and I don't have the latest statistic, maybe you can help, but the bit, the pit bull breed appears to comprise a very large portion of shelters population that, that may be destroyed due to the stigma associated with the breed. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And it yeah. could be some overcrowding issues. But, you know, when you look at the overcrowding and then you look at who you have in there, it's, it, it's you know, you know who you're going to pick to go. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, Collie, over- Pitbull. Yeah. <laughs> well, Call- Lassie, Pitbull. <laughs> what, you know, I mean, this is a no-brainer. Well, the thing is, too, is that... Um, they're, you know, it's a very popular breed. So it you is. have overcrowding due to popularity, probably more than anything else. Um, and then, you know, we one problem that we're having is is uh, the people, you know, um, irresponsible breeding that goes on, irresponsible ownership, lack of management with the dog. So if you get a popular dog and, you know, uh, you know, lots of dogs out there with lots of owners that aren't caring for them, um, tethering them in the backyard, so to speak, not socializing them, uh, leaving them unattended, uh, letting them get out of their yards. Um, you, you know, you're going to start to have issues because you've got irresponsible owners um, and irresponsible breeding, you know, not breeding for proper temperament, um, and then the dog gets blamed. So, again, I don't know that it's due, you know, I don't see that it's due to the dog itself. I see that it's due to um, how the dogs are managed, how they're trained, how they're bred. Um, and, again, the overpopularity issue mm-hmm. and, and the overcrowding in shelters is definitely um, an issue. However, I have to say, recently I'm seeing in our local shelters, uh, there's been a few times I've walked the shelters and I've seen way more chihuahuas than I've seen pit bulls. Well, that's kind of an interesting conversation as well. Let me ask you a question that's kind of probably out of character for me. But we're talking about legislation that is being enacted for the breed. Mm-hmm. What, how do you feel about legislation enacted for people that own the breed? For example, what I'm saying is that if you're going to take on a breed like this, and clearly Pitbull is not the only one. Mm-hmm. You know, we've already gone through the whole Rottweiler. I mean... But do you think legislation to make sure that the people that buy, you know, purchase these and have them are, are trained or take or take these, you know, um, amazing creatures through training with them? I mean, you know, is that too far as well? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, you know, I think, um, you know, making more laws and things like this sometimes, you know, do push things just farther. You know, it just goes more underground. That's kind of, you know, my thinking on it. Um, I, what I really strongly feel and what we are actually doing, it's not just that we feel this way, we're actually doing it, is educating and educating and educating and educating. It's really a lack of education um, about the breed and about, you know, proper handling of dogs in general. And this isn't just pit bulls. I'm, as a dog trainer, I'm a certified dog trainer. And as I work with clients, I see this with many breeds. Um, of dogs, you know, just people not, you know, knowing how to care for animals or work with their animals. And I really feel, uh, going back to the legislation point, I really feel that education is really the key. In fact, we were just at a local shelter yesterday, and we were doing a staff training for 
animal control officers, volunteers, and staff of the shelter. And they were just soaking it up like, oh, my God, we need this help so much. And, you know, we're willing to go in and help their adopters work with their adopters. This is what we do in this situation. Here's some classes to take. Here's some stuff to read. You know, sort of, um, you know, um, help the adopters, uh, you know, to know what they're doing, how to train their animals, how to manage their animals. And that's really what needs to occur. And that's what our pack is about. That's partially what we're out of, uh, about as far as an education organization is to just really educate the public. This is this, you know, this is what a pit bull is. This is what a dog owner is. This is, you know, um, how we handle our pets. And I think that that is really lacking in society. I see it's lacking in education in society. Um, you know, just humane treatment of animals. You know, I just wonder if some of the dog fighters and, you know, uh, that sort of thing that we see today, you know, if that sort of intervention had occurred, you know, just teaching of humanity, humane treatment of animals. And, uh, you know, you just wonder if if that would have made a difference in their lives. Well, you know, my sense is it is. But more importantly, you're making a difference. Well, thank you. You're making a difference. We really are. We, we are working yeah. on it. No, you, you are making a difference. Uh, and not only is Leo out there, you know, in hospitals, but, is it, you know, Leo has become a role model, you know, in some of the gang neighborhoods across the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that amazing in itself? Well, he really has, you, you know, you're right. He really has made a difference in how people, uh, you know, see the dogs and they see the true side of, of the pit bull, you know, what the pit bull actually is and, and what these dogs can really be and, um, it's amazing when I walk into a place with Leo, uh, and especially if he's, you know, wearing his vest and, you know, and he's well-trained on his leash and so forth. And, you know, people come over and, oh, you know, what kind of a dog is it? And we start telling the story and people are absolutely amazed and, and they actually just fall in love with mm. him one after the other. They start petting him and he's got those, those warm eyes, yeah. those soft eyes. Yeah. And they just go, oh my gosh. Yeah so wonderful and they smile and they feel better um and with our kid you know we went to a school um for kids who you know are at risk and um who are in the local juvenile hall here right. and um it was really amazing you know they were they were kind of tough acting at first you know when we brought leo in we didn't say anything and they were saying things like wow what a badass dog he is and you know, kind of being tough, and we and I took Leo's leash off, and I just let him go around and visit the kids, and they got to pet him, and they saw how well mannered he was, and how sweet and affectionate he was, and the teacher, you know, eventually said, you know, this is a former Michael Vick dog, and the room just got so quiet, they all just sort of stared at him, <laughs> like you got to be kidding, there's no way, and they just had a different view of what that might be. And, um, you know, they, then they just started becoming very interested and started asking questions. Mm -hmm. And they just got more and more affectionate. Some of them were lifting him up, you know, to sit up on their lap and, um, you know, sit in the chairs with them. Yeah. And uh, we started teaching positive reinforcement training right. with the kids. Um, and some of the kids were really, really talented with him, actually. They, were, they picked up on the positive training very quickly and leo responded beautifully and they were like wow i can you know get my get this dog to work for a treat and he's happy to do it and he's 
doing a sit and he's doing a down Absolutely. Stay. And they were just amazed at how they could do something humanely and, and get the animal to work with them. And they softened up so yep. much. It's such a great service. Thank you so much for joining us here today. You fabulous, so fabulous story. Ourpack.org. Don't touch that dial. We'll take a short, short break. When we come back, we have got Tom Leota in the house to answer every single one of the questions that have come through since we started to introduce this very, very amazing mortgage program. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is it. 